Testing, testing. Still way too loud. Can you get Jamie? Can you please come get Ellie? Okay, let's try this again. You're listening to the Neurodivergent Nurse, and I'm your host, Jamie. I'm a registered nurse who has ADHD. On this podcast, we will talk all things ADHD. I'm really just beginning to learn about this diagnosis and how to navigate through it, but I am so excited to take you on this messy and raw journey with me so that we can learn together. So let's get started. Hello, my neurodivergent friends. I don't think you know this, but there is something very special about this week. I'll give you a hint. Okay, well, it's not my actual birthday, but it is the one-year anniversary of the inception of the Neurodivergent Nurse podcast. Looking back on this year, it has been such an amazing journey. I have connected with incredible people. I have had amazing guests on the show, including recording with one of my dream guests, which is still not out, but you're going to hear it eventually. I was invited to be a part of a podcast conference. What? The results are in, by the way, and the next one's going to be in Austin, Texas in September. But, you know, whatever. Let's get back to the good stuff. I've made great friends along the way. I have a great neurodivergent family in the Patreon of this podcast. It's been a wonderful year, all in all. So I just want to thank you for being a part of it and being a listener. Just a heads up, one of the changes that will be coming with this new year is that the Neurodivergent Nurse will not have a podcast every single week. It's going to be every other week, but if you do want to hear the Neurodivergent Nurse podcast every single week, then I encourage you to go join the Patreon because on those off weeks, the patrons of the podcast will be getting episodes. So if you love it and you don't want to lose every single week being able to hear a new episode, then go to patreon.com slash the neurodivergent nurse and sign up for the, where did I put it here? Today, I'm going to talk to you about why those of us with ADHD seem to be self-centered. Are people with ADHD more self-centered than the rest of the population? Probably not. Although there are some characteristics of ADHD that can give the appearance of being self-centered. As annoying as these attributes might be to our loved ones, our friends, they don't stem from a place that's mean or selfish. So let's talk about some of those misleading traits. What are they? Well, the first one is the fact that we don't follow traditional rules. A quality that I think is very attractive about those of us with ADHD is that we see things differently from the rest of the world. You see things with fresh and inquisitive eyes. This is how ADHD entrepreneurs become wildly successful. When people spend time with you, it feels really exciting and it feels empowering that anything is possible. But the downside of this characteristic when someone wants you to follow a conventional rule and you don't want to, is that it can appear self-centered. One of the examples that I read about this is if your wife might want you to wear a suit to a wedding that you are attending. The conventional thought is, okay, it's standard dress code for a wedding. Everyone else will be wearing one and it shows the couple respect that you care. On the other hand, 
you're likely to think, suits are itchy and that makes me grumpy. I don't feel like myself whenever I wear a suit. It makes me feel restrained and it changes my personality. Why would I want to look like everyone else? And of course, they know I care. I wouldn't be going at all if I didn't. I literally just had a conversation about ADHD and following rules just days ago that if it doesn't make sense in our mind, if people can't explain why this is a rule, this is a guideline, this is the best, then I just, I completely buck the rule. Okay, number two, our self-care can be quite extreme at times. For example, I know that when I have multiple days at work back to back, I'm just so tired and exhausted that I want to rest. And then I also need to go for a run. I need to do all of these other things that I really want to do that are all important for me to get and remain in the correct headspace. For others, that extreme self-care may look like an ADHD-friendly diet, daily exercise, meditation, eight hours of sleep, knowing that all of those help reduce the negative aspects of ADHD. However, let's be realistic. All of those things take time every day, time that you can't be with and do things for the people who are in your life. We tend when we get on these kicks of caring about ourselves, knowing that what we need to do is best and we get into that routine, we rigidly follow these things because they are just as important to us as taking medicine. Unfortunately, not everybody sees it from that exact point of view. They might say, one day doesn't matter, but it really does. In our society, we place high value on doing things for others and yet doing things for yourself is seen as selfish. The third thing is advanced planning. Sometimes those of us with ADHD are impulsive. You know, just sometimes, right? Yeah, right. But realistically, there are times that we need to mentally prepare ourselves before starting something. My mom would laugh and say that I take more time planning something than I actually do in completing the task. This is particularly true for the things that are not fun. Just like you and your partner have a plan to go grocery shopping at 10 o'clock on Saturday morning. Your partner is ready early. It seems, you know, normal for them to say, hey, let's go ahead and go now. However, for you, it is not such an easy request. You have mentally prepared to leave at 10 a.m., You have primed your brain to transition from what you're doing to the new activity at 10 a.m. If you're forced to change your plans, you can't help but be grumpy and annoyed. If your partner looks at it as strange that you can't move away from Facebook to accommodate them, I'm sure that they would think that that is part of just you being self-centered. A fourth characteristic that will make you appear as though you're self-centered when you're really not is communication. Some ADHDers really struggle with communication skills. Here are some common things that people perceive as being self-centered. Interrupting a person to share a thought that popped into your mind. You wanted to share it right away. Because why? Well, I'm sure you just answered it for me. Because otherwise, you would have forgotten it by the time that they finished talking. If a conversation is boring, you abruptly change it to a topic that is interesting. When you're talking, you look at the other person. However, when they're talking to you, you find it hard to look at them. So you look away, out the window, 
at the random light that's blinking. These are all signs that indicate that they are boring to you. I'm also going to add that for me, it is not that uncommon that when I'm actually talking to the person that I'm also looking away during the conversation. Now, my eyes stay on them more when I am the person that is doing the talking, but I do glance all around the place while I'm trying to come up with my next thought in the middle of sentences and so on. And the other communication fault that we all seem to have is that if there's a gap in the conversation, you feel it. Typically, you don't want to be talking about what you're talking about, but you just can't seem to stop. Oh, and not to mention the fact that if we ever start talking about a topic that we love, that's another thing that we just can't seem to stop and just go on and on and on about whatever that subject matter is, even if the other person does not find it interesting at all. Trait number five is protecting yourself. Growing up with ADHD, whether you were diagnosed or not, is really hard. You get more rejections, put downs, and disappointments than your non-ADHD peers. As an adult, this can result in such a high wall of emotional protection. When you're trying to protect yourself from getting hurt and rejected, you behave in ways that look distant, unhelpful, uncaring, and, well, self-centered. Number six, our time management. Those of us with ADHD just are not good at time management. Classic ADHD behavior is showing up late, being unprepared, I literally did this today, and unable to plan into the future. These are all things that people interpret as not caring and being self-absorbed. I literally was the guest on a podcast episode today, and typically when I go on podcast as a guest, people ask me a lot of questions about myself, about my diagnosis, and yada, 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 how I managed to get through with nursing school or being a nurse or whatever. I discovered today, literally 10 minutes before signing on to record for this other person's podcast, that when they sent me the email a month ago with the link... They also sent about 10 questions. These were not questions that I would know the answer to off the top of my head. It was content that I've covered before in podcast episodes and that I've covered in my Instagram account, but I know that I seemed very unprepared and I just, I feel so guilty because I am sure that this person probably thought that I was self-centered and just didn't care enough to really show up for her but that wasn't the case. I really just didn't know. I didn't pay enough attention and it just got lost. I don't even remember reading those questions to be honest with you, but that's neither here nor there. And the last one that we're gonna talk about that I know we all can understand <laughs> is our poor memory. Just like time management, memory is one of those executive functions that cause problems in the lives of those of us with ADHD. Things like remembering birthdays, personal details, even having to remember people's names are things that people attribute to you caring about them. When you don't remember, the conclusion is you don't care because you're too busy thinking about yourself. What people don't know is you have to work very, very hard to do simple daily things that they do without having to think at all. In reality, all of these things are just the way that our brains work. It has nothing to do with us caring most about ourselves. It's just truly the perception that other people have on us. So are you self-centered? 
I don't know. You could be. I don't know you personally. But if you fit into these categories and you struggle with the same thing, and these are the reasons that people contribute to why they're calling you self-centered, I hope you realize you're really not. Give yourself a break and heck, have them listen to this podcast so that they'll give you a break too. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Neurodivergent Nurse. Be sure if you don't already, head over to Instagram, follow me on the Neurodivergent Nurse there. It's a fun place with great content. I mean, I'm a little biased, but I think it's pretty great content. If you're looking for a community of neurodivergent people that you can openly ask questions to that's safe, then you can also look up the Neurodivergent Nurse group on Facebook. It's private, so it may be hard to find. If you're struggling getting in the group, be sure shoot me a message, the Neurodivergent Nurse at gmail.com, or you can shoot me a message on Instagram. I get those too. I'll be happy to help you out to get you into that group. And as I said earlier, if you want to join the Patreon, become part of the Neurodivergent family, you can do that at patreon.com slash the Neurodivergent Nurse. Time for the joke of the week. And since it is the Neurodivergent Nurse birthday, we're going to run with the theme. Did you hear about the birthday candle sale? They said it was a big blowout. I hope you have a great week and I can't wait to talk to you again.